What's wrong with you people? What's up, Kyle, non-alcoholic beerman? How are you doing today? Matt, I'm wonderful. We are now just a little over a week away from Christmas, and I hope you have all your shopping done because supply chain issues are <laughs> real. Um, you, you know the hardest thing that's been that we the, the hardest thing that uh, that we've had finding the the hard what what am I trying to say? The thing that we've had the hardest time finding milk is Dr Pepper. <laughs> there has been a Dr Pepper shortage in Lubbock, Texas. And, uh, and I'm not okay with that. Well, if you're also finding it hard to answer the question of what does ministry look like now, the Ministry Now Conference will answer that question. On March 22nd through the 24th, experienced ministry leaders from all across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth to explore how God's churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by expert practitioners in design to encourage and equip God's people in every way of ministry, this gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve our Lord. And so join us in Fort Worth, Texas on March 22nd through the 24th. And there is discounted registration that ends January 15th. So reserve your spot now at swibbits.edu slash ministrynow2022. Do you like how I did that, Kyle? Was that impressive? I love it. Yes, yes. If you are looking for, yeah, I love it. Way to go. Well, Kyle, speaking of supply chain issues, we will have a chain perhaps of visitors coming to our churches over the next few weeks, especially perhaps if your church does a Christmas Eve service or something along those lines. And with it, you typically have some visitors, maybe family are coming to see their moms and dads, or maybe moms and dads have their children coming to see them, whatever it may be. We would love to just share today a few ideas to make some effective visitor follow-up uh, contact follow-up, and so forth. And so, Kyle, first of all, my question for you is where are you going for Christmas? You're now by your mama, so you may not be traveling too terribly far, but what are your plans for Christmas? So, yeah, so so we're actually uh, going to my in-laws uh, in northeast New Mexico. And uh, so we, we did Thanksgiving with my mom, which was great because we got to sleep in our own bed every night. Uh, that will not be the case for Christmas there will be a bunch of us in their house and people will be sleeping everywhere. Yeah. Well, for, for us, we've moved back home where her mom is and where my mom is. And of course my dad in the nursing home. So we will be able to drive up there perhaps on Christmas, even, you know, before we would do like the Santa thing on Christmas and just spend that day letting them play with their gifts, all of that kind of stuff with us only being 45 minutes away, we will be able to maybe do that and still get over there for lunch or dinner or something like that. But we're looking forward to the Christmas holidays and hope you are too. And since you will have some of those visitors, let's talk a little bit about some visitor follow-up. The first idea came to me because of our approach to the Christmas cantata at First Baptist Church in Farmersville. Uh, I was asked to give a 10-minute sermon, which is hard for me to do. Uh, I, I, well, I say that, that. that's I, not even like your introduction it, of it a normal is, sermon. Yeah, my my so. introduction, especially as an associational mission strategist, is always, <laughs> you know, thank you for your generous cooperation with our association, blah, 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 blah. But yes, in this role, 
I had the chance to preach for Bart Barber with him there, though thankfully he was up in the video booth, so I didn't get to see him probably regurgitating the entire time. Uh, so I was grateful for that. But one of the things that we did there is we had some uh, bulletin inserts that everybody that got the bulletin that had the program for our event and who was singing and all of that kind of stuff, information about the church, also got an insert uh, that was a decision card. It gave a chance for people to respond to the gospel message if they were lost. Uh, it also, on the other side, gave chances for church members to share people that maybe they knew that didn't know Jesus and how we could share with them and, and our willingness to help them do so. And, uh, and so one of the things you can do for your people is an invite card or a connection card or something like that. This isn't reinventing the wheel. This is just a reminder that maybe you can do something very poignant around Christmas and tie them into your church family, get some information on them and so forth. Kyle, do you have any ideas there? Yeah. So another one is uh, you can encourage your visitors to check in on Facebook and, um, you know, as that, that's a good way to get folks who are probably going to be on their phones anyway. So that's a way for them to in, engage with you, with their smart devices. And uh, then, of course, you get that list of folks who um, have checked in and then you have you, you can follow up with them fairly easily right from right from Facebook, as well as some other some other areas as well. Absolutely. And another idea came from one of our churches in the CBA. Uh, that when he does his welcome and so forth, he puts his phone number up on the screen and just asks people to say hi. Like all he wants is just a hello. And then after the service, he spends Sunday uh, or the next day kind of following up with them and, and texting them, seeing what they thought or how it can pray for them if they have a church home, all of that sort of thing. So if your church maybe is a little small enough perhaps to do that, or, or you're willing to put your info out there for the world to see, especially if it's streamed online or something like that, uh, you know, put your number out there or maybe a dedicated line that can also receive text yeah. and you or the staff can follow up with them uh, during the, the week. Uh, Kyle, have you ever done something yeah. like that? Yeah, we did. In, in Alamogordo, we used a Google voice line um, that's totally free um, and it all goes to an app. And uh, folks can call it, uh, they can text it. And uh, I had it set up so that when I got a text from that, um, I would get an email with the, with the text. Um, and then I could respond either just directly from that email or using the Google Voice app. And so I would say churches of all sizes, um, there, there are some fancier platforms out there that'll do that. But if, you know, if you're looking for something that's, that's free, Google Voice is a really good way to do that. Uh, that won't cost you anything. And that way you're not putting your, um, you know, your phone number up on the screen, you know, I, I would, I would always put my cell phone number in the bulletin. Um, but once we started live streaming, especially, I, I didn't want to just put that number out there for anyone and everyone. I get enough calls about uh, my car warranty. I didn't need more spam calls. And uh, so Google voice is a really good way to, to do that. And I think perhaps the key, and we can talk about this for a minute is to actually follow up. Uh, yes. You know, we've talked about before, and I think even when we discussed a little bit about some visitor follow-up with some of the holiday things coming up uh, about the time that we had our fall festival or our trunk or treat or whatnot, we had a bunch of kids show up, a bunch of families show up, and we did absolutely nothing to get their information in the first place. That was our, our fail. Uh, but uh, if you have that information, by all means, follow up. Don't badger them. Don't do any of that kind of stuff, but, but follow up with them. Make sure they know you care and are available. There's another church 
in our area here that when you come in, there's actually a Google Doc that you can fill out on a little iPad that they got oh, from yeah. schools and you put in your names, uh, the maybe the ages of your kids, and that gets sent uh, to the particular Sunday schools and so forth. And then they all have a steady kind of schedule of how they follow up with everybody. But the key in all of these things, if you get an insert and you get information on people or you have visitors check in on Facebook or you have them send a text or whatever, don't ignore it. <laughs> You've been given an opportunity to reach out with them, uh, reach out to them and connect with them. And so by all means, do it. And uh, and so, Kyle? Yeah, I would say, and and just like we've talked about on this, provide multiple ways for people to um, to interact with you, right? So if that's an, an insert, um, you could set up an online form as well, either through your church website or maybe through a Google form. Um, and then with smartphones, you can do a, a QR code really easily where folks can just take a picture and that it'll take them to the website to fill out the form. So I would say you want to provide multiple outlets for people to connect. And then, you know, obviously, if, if you're a small enough church, you as pastor can probably handle it. In most cases, though, I would say you want to have multiple people who are watching those streams and are willing to follow up, especially over the holidays, um, because you you don't want folks to get lost um, over the next couple of weeks, right? Because by the time you come back in in January, you you may well have forgotten or misplaced or something like that the um, the information that you got. So you want to make sure that you're following up quickly. And then as as SBC this week mentioned on their podcast last week, as soon as we come out of Christmas. A lot of churches begin planning for Easter and VBS right out of the gate. And those provide really good opportunities to follow up, right? So you want to kind of, you, you can um, you can invite folks to those um, kind of natural events that are coming up throughout the year and, and provide multiple touch points with them throughout the, the course of a calendar year. Well, Kyle, one of the things we do on the potluck is share usually our Southern culture topic, which seems to revolve always around food. And uh, so my question for you as we begin to wind down is, uh, what are you most looking forward to feasting upon this Christmas? Oh, man. Um, so my, my mother-in-law makes really good, uh, Christmas cookies, like just sugar cookies that are, that are coated in all kinds of good frosting. Um, and then they always have just like this table of desserts that just sits out for like days on end. Lots of, uh, lots of candy, lots of cookies, lots of snacky things. Um, I'm sure there will be some, uh, pecan pie, which you will be very excited about. I'm not sure about pumpkin pie. Cause I think I'm the only one in the house that actually likes it for this week. So, um, but yeah, man, just all the all the sweets, and uh, I, I love it. Well, my my, it would be rare that I don't have like a little plate sitting next to me over the course of the Christmas holidays. How about yeah. you? For for me, and uh, of course, this betrays my love and devotion to Dr. Bart uh, Barber and his disdain for eggnog. He recently tweeted about if it was so good, we would have it year round. Of course, I disagree and say if we had it year round, I would be a thousand pounds uh, because it's a very unhealthy drink. And so it's like my one main splurge each year, it seems like. And so I, I enjoy, you know, leading up to Christmas that while we're doing the Christmas gifts and whatnot, uh, or while we're rapping or watching a Christmas movie or something, I love drinking a little bit of eggnog and, uh, and I do enjoy it. I'm glad I don't drink it all year round because, like, do, I said, do you have the moose? Do you have the moose mug? I don't have. From, the, I, no? Actually, we do. It was given to us. I don't use it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we do have that. 
Uh, but I like to put it in my little elf mug because, you know, the elf, of course, known for eating very sugary things uh, as this fills my arteries and everything with <laughs> cholesterol and everything else. It's just a good reminder of tis the season. Uh, he's the reason or something like that. You, you know, between between Bart's disdain for coffee and, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with him on, on eggnog. But but, uh, you know, to you, that's a big deal. It sounds like, you know, we may be well on the way to the rise and fall of FBC Farmersville because of uh, he doesn't drink coffee for well, a while. Which... I think we're well on the way with that when they hired me. As the assistant <laughs> that's doctor, probably that, true. That's hey, probably speaking, true as well. speaking of FBC Farmersville, what do you, what do they do for Christmas? Is there a Christmas Eve service? Is there something the week before? We do have a Christmas Eve service. Uh, we don't do a dedicated Advent series or Advent candle, that kind of deal. Bart doesn't believe in the uh, church calendar or anything like that. And uh, so we don't do anything, but there are poinsettias all over the place and, and it's a little Christmassy decorated, all of that. But we do have a Christmas Eve service, I think like at four o'clock and at six, six thirty or six o'clock, something like that. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. I have no part to play, though. I think our daughters are going to play a uh, flute. Uh, duet on one of the songs nice. of James and uh, but we just get to be there and enjoy it and then go home our tradition is Mexican food on Christmas Eve so we'll go home and feast Excellent. on tacos or something like that and uh, and then go to bed once we put all of the girls uh, Christmas gifts from Santa's out and all of that kind of stuff so cool. how, what about y'all will you be going to Christmas Eve so, at uh, Santa so, Fe or, or not so Mexico in, in Springer yeah so so Highland um, our church here in Lubbock does their Christmas service actually Sunday night so on the 19th um, we'll be going to it and doing the candlelight service there and then I don't know um, I think there's like a community-wide uh, Christmas Eve service at the Methodist Church in Springer. It's a it's a small town, so all the churches kind of come together and do a community wide one. Um, so we may or may not, because um, our our whole family, with the exception of my in laws, uh, my wife's brother and, and his whole family um, are at Highland as well. So they'll we'll all be there sun, uh, Sunday night. So we might all say, hey, we've done our candlelight service already, and uh, we're out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a heathen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome, man. Well, I hope you have a Merry Christmas, a great uh, season of travel and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, look forward to uh, kind of hearing the stories after that. So Kyle, yeah, why don't you fun. send us out? All right. Well, until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. Thanks for joining us today at Not Another Baptist Podcast. We're also grateful for our sponsors, the Christian Standard Bible, who present the truth of God's Word with accuracy and clarity for today's readers, equipping them for lifelong discipleship. It's a Bible you can teach from with confidence and a Bible you can share with your neighbor hearing God's Word for the very first time. The CSB, accurate, readable, shareable. Visit csbible.com for more. What's wrong with you people?